probably the hottest thing that popped up for me this morning was this video clip. Short little video clip. Number one on trending when I looked. I think it's number two now. But also just hot on Twitter. A lot of people tweeting this video out, including Elon Musk, which, I mean, he seems to be the guy when it comes to robots, AI, AI. and be be afraid, be very afraid. Actually, his tweet said, this is not CGI, which is, to me, the message there is, get ready, people, which tends to be the way in which people watch these videos anyways. And the video I'm talking about is from our friends at Boston Dynamics, and I think it might be their best video ever. I don't know. It is a masterpiece, as yes. far as I'm concerned. The video title, Do You Love Me? Over 5 million views, uploaded December 29th. So, uh, yeah, I guess 24 hours, less than 24 hours on the platform. A lot of people watching this. Do you love me? The song, Do You Love Me? Do You Love Me? Now that I can dance. All right, just listen to the lyric right there. Except in the video, what's dancing is the variety of Boston Dynamics robots on beat. Mm -hmm. You understand? Outperforming their human counterparts. We, uh, we know this. We've seen humans dance worse than this before definitely me yeah definitely and Willie. probably you, you. And bro, how dare you assume <laughs> what my dancing skills are like but yeah you're absolutely correct uh interestingly that little red there's a little red piece of tape on the floor there i wonder if that's just for starting or if there's if the robot is referencing that for all these this variety of moves right. that it's capable of but this the, it's such a bizarre piece of content because you don't know how you're supposed to feel, right? And I don't think the people inside of Boston Dynamics, which, by the way, recently acquired by, was it? Was it Hyundai? Uh, Hyundai, yeah, that's right. Yeah. I don't know if that deal's done yet, but it's one of these things where you feel like inside of Boston Dynamics, they're just sitting there saying, oh, this is fun. We're going to do a fun holiday thing. Do you love me? Yeah, it's cool. It's fun. But, for, but people don't. When they see the clip, they don't all agree with that. Half the people say, this is fun. Look how cute the robots are. And then the other half always has to say, just change your name to Skynet already. Uh -huh. Like, it just, I don't know what it is. It seems to be such a polarizing thing. The advancement of these robots, robotics, artificial intelligence, and so forth. I'm amazed what they did with the spot robot. Because yeah. we had it in studio, and it definitely isn't pulling these moves just with the regular handhold, handheld remote. So they put in, well, I mean, they obviously put in a specific script for this action and activity, and then they had to sequence the whole thing together. But man, they're having a blast. Look at these moves. <laughs> they're having a blast. The little two-step and a little, definitely better than a lot of people that I know. And so it's making people uncomfortable. And, and I just, I love it, man. It's, you know why Elon puts the tweet he, he puts and why people feel the way they feel? Because I think we all know that what we're looking at is early. We know that what we're looking at is still, it's, we're not even at Gen 1. I mean, I guess you can consider spot Gen 1 because you can buy it, uh -huh. but you can't really buy it because of the price tag and the limited applications for the time being. 
But we just know there's a long way to go, and we're already this far along. That's an odd one, this particular uh, bird-like. Yeah, that's a... Uh... I, what is that one for cleaning or something? I don't know what they're developing that one for specifically, but <laughs> I love the shimmy here. <laughs> the shimmy, I mean, it's so great it's and the nice. smoothness. And again, outside of the intelligence component, just the smoothness and the, you, you imagine the work involved, all the moving parts. Will you imagine all the little? I can't. Actu My head would explode. Actuators and just the hardware is enough to get you going, and then. The software component, the programming component, equally sophisticated. <clears throat> so, is it the is it the hit video? You got the other people saying, "Oh, perfect for 2020." Just just what we need: the uh, robot advancement to put us all to bed. But We're, if you just watch it as a singular video, yes, and see that this is a really fun video. Yes, for what it is. Yes, in the optimistic side. Yes. You know, and the level it's, of achievement to be able to do this is incredible. I think it's like anything that is, uh, anything that's innovative. I think it always spurs those two, the two-sided thing. The I think it always, because it pushes you a little bit. It pushes your buttons because it's new and interesting. Yeah. And so therefore, you have this... Uh, these alternate paths that an interpretation can take place as to whether the thing is good or bad. Mm -hmm. It starts by stirring you up a little bit. It's definitely not nothing. Yeah. It's definitely not nothing. And so it's one of those things where they say, uh, if you're making content or something like that, it's like how they say sometimes, uh, bad, uh, bad press is better than no press like uh -huh. th this kind of thing where you would rather move a person to have a feeling in the first place you're probably working on something significant getting a feeling at all mm -hmm. let alone putting something out there that doesn't elicit that type of reaction right. so i think the meaning is somehow wrapped it wrapped up in all of our collective reaction to it it seems inevitable uh -huh. they seem so much closer to being tremendously useful the every time we see them and par particularly those humanoid models over there yeah i mean Atlas. how long before we see them on an assembly line for hyundai vehicles uh -huh. how long before we see them moving boxes around a facility how <laughs> yeah. long before we see them in our lives just in a much more intimate fashion yeah coordinated dance yeah, exactly. Exactly. That's the most important. Really. Well, right now, right now, you know what the challenge is. Get one in a music video. Yeah. If I'm Travis Scott right now and I, I got the Cybertruck previously, I got the McDonald's deal. I need to get the Boston Dynamics. This is the next step. In my next music video. You know. And so I'm just going to put Travis Scott's uh, agent to work right now. Now you can just call up Hyundai and they can promote one of their cars alongside. You could cut a right. deal. Actually, no, because they already teamed up, didn't they? with Which one? BTS, the Ionic. They made an entire song oh, to promote yeah, their yeah, new yeah. EV. Yeah. So who knows? Maybe it'll show up in a BTS video first. Maybe. I'll have to wait and see. Let me talk about today's sponsor, HelloFresh. My God, do I feel like I need a fresh meal right now. I'll tell you what. The holidays are beautiful and all the rest of it, but you eat a lot of heavy. You eat some heavy food. Mm -hmm. And one thing I appreciate about HelloFresh 
it encourages you to reach for something healthy as well. So you have the comfort foods, the favorites on there, like the pub-style shepherd's pie that you're showcasing from the Hall of Fame, actually, as far as those options. Classic. But you're also, they're going to mix it in. Your selections are going to be mixed in with something you might not necessarily approach on the regular. It could be some sort of black bean dish. It could be some sort of, uh, well, you see right there, the uh, spiced chicken in apricot, the balsamic tomato herb chicken, whatever. It, it might drive you to look at the Mediterranean baked veggies. I might not reach for that. Not regularly, no. However, when, it's, when you're adding what your deliveries are going to be, you tend to mix it up because you say to yourself, oh, I need to get some of that as well. Yes. And then it arrives at the door and then they make it easy for you to do. And then you're feeling better. You're feeling fresher, courtesy, hello, fresh. Mm -hmm. It's all about that variety of ingredients, Will. So it could be a black, it could be a black bean quesadilla. That's one of my favorites, actually. I got into black beans probably because of hello, fresh. Oh, yeah? Yeah, they might, that might they be the introduced case. You that might be the beans. case. HelloFresh cuts out stressful meal planning and grocery store trips so you can enjoy cooking and get dinner on the table in about 30 minutes or less. HelloFresh offers 23-plus recipes each week featuring a range of flavors, cuisines, and ingredients so you'll never get bored. I'm telling you, I love it. You're going to love it, too. You can get started right now by heading over to HelloFresh.com slash LouLater10. Make sure to use the code LouLater10 for 10 free meals, including free shipping. Will, I just said 10 free meals. That's a lot of meals. That's what I just said. <laughs> Go to HelloFresh.com slash LouLater10 and use the code LouLater10 for 10 free meals. Don't forget the code LouLater10. And HelloFresh is America's number one meal kit. All right. Enjoy. Shout out to HelloFresh. Apple has patented a reconfigurable Mac keyboard with a tiny little display in each key. And this actually reminded me of a product that came out a long, long time ago that I actually purchased because of this whole unbox therapy enterprise, you know, you end up acquiring strange gadgets. Mm. This was kind of the holy grail of bizarre or unusual keyboards once upon a time. It was called the Art Lab Dev Optimus. I don't even know if you're going to be able to find it. You will. There it is. Uh, that this first one? link. Yep. Optimus. You can't even buy it anymore. It was CES 2013. I just feel the need oh, to let you website. know. What's that? Look at this website. Yeah, it's incredible. So. And then it was re it was redone. Popularis was a small version, a sh smaller version, but it gives you the idea. See how it's a reconfigurable keyboard? Mm -hmm. And depending on which application you're in, the entire thing shifts around, including a section that kind of look like looks like Apple's current touch bar touch at the bar. top. Now, I don't even think this thing is in studio anymore. I probably should have collected it. I don't know. Maybe Vin sold it. I can't remember. It was introduced to the Consumer Electronics Show 2012, actually. I think I said 2013. And just tremendous potential. Now, the keys didn't feel all that great. 
they had to fit an OLED display in there, and that was whatever OLED tech was available in that era in that year. They were a bit clunky. The whole thing was quite heavy. I think it had a separate power supply or required two USB ports. But a cool idea and yeah. not something that most of the planet got to interact with. Now, maybe these components are miniaturized now. Maybe there's a way in which Apple can do a version of this inside of the MacBook, which could create something a lot cooler than just the touch bar. I mean, you reminded me of the Stream Deck that we use for this show now. The Stream like, Deck. That's exactly what it is. Stream Deck is this product at a later date, marketed at a different crowd, which has become a tremendous success yeah. inside of streaming and inside of switching. And actually just, I don't know, I guess for for your PC in general, you can do cool things with it. Essentially, yeah. you have configurable screens. You can, you can have them trigger and do whatever you want. And it's surprisingly comprehensive what you can do with Stream Deck. Yeah. It's deep. And so, yeah, if you're a company like Apple, you're paying attention and you're recognizing, okay, maybe there's something here. Now, filing a patent is not making a product. Making a product is obviously complicated. And Apple kind of just got out of a keyboard fiasco with the butterfly key switches. So are they prepared to do something this innovative and how quickly and still to maintain a functional tactile keyboard? Uh, I don't know that we're going to see it anytime soon. But it's interesting nonetheless to know what they're working on to and to imagine what that might be like. Because the laptop, at least the form factor, the keyboard, screen, trackpad thing, has kind of been the same for a really long time now. Yeah. I can just imagine you can eliminate a lot of these keys. Like even the top here could be, like the F keys could be dialed to the number key, the mm -hmm. number key uh, row. So yeah, it could be miniaturized in a, in a sense. This would allow users to set up set up different keyboard layouts that change the entire key labels for specific applications, including games, programming, or video editing. You have all your shortcuts yeah. mapped out. Uh, you could be in Switch Photoshop, all your tools yeah. right on the keyboard. Cool idea, in my experience, difficult to implement as your main keyboard. More functional for the time being as a secondary unit like Stream Deck. But maybe they can do it. They definitely have the cash flow to attempt it. So we'll have to wait and see what develops over there. Just a patent application for the time being. Speaking of Apple, they have removed an app that I'm not sure you've heard of. It's called Vibe Together. People were using this application apparently to arrange parties during COVID. Mm. Go ahead, Will. No, yeah, I, I read this article. Oh, okay. Uh... Go ahead. Break it down for us. You know, uh, someone created an app. Yes. That, uh, <laughs> you're able to invite people and letting them know that there's a party around their block. Were you a part of this? Hmm. Were you one of the members? No comment. <laughs> All right. Creators of the U.S. app claimed it was designed to promote small gatherings rather than large parties. That's what they hid behind. Yeah. Their thing, they actually had a statement on the website on the app. It said, oh, uh... COVID is serious, a very serious thing. It's, you know, killing people and take, we need to take it seriously. And so that's why our app exists because without us, no one's promoting small gatherings. People are going to big gatherings. We're trying to shrink the size. Like they try to sure, finesse bud. it in such a way. Did you hit them with a sure bud? Yeah. <laughs> wow. Willie do hit him, hit him oh, hard yeah. with a sure bud. Anyway, they 
were marketing themselves via TikTok and Instagram, and they were actually having potential members apply to get into the, the in crowd to the in crowd and oh, you would yeah. have to sub submit your instagram profile and photos and whatever else and then on a per party basis you would be hand selected very strange yeah i don't want to party like that yeah uh listen to this vibe together build itself as a place to organize and attend mostly illegal parties in contravention of social distancing laws using the tagline get your rebel on Get your party on. So fully admitting you're kind of not doing what you should be doing. Misplaying beer pong, flirting with strangers, and generally just having a blast with the crew. Vibe is here for you. Ugh. Yeah, don't don't vibe, guys. There's no there's no vibing right now. Anyway, so they had been removed from Everywhere they were doing business, everywhere they were promoting. Uh, I believe they were removed on TikTok. They're still on Instagram. The App Store took them down. It's no longer available in the App Store. The FAQ page is now deleted, which did acknowledge that COVID-19 was a problem. But vibe is a compromise. We could be living at least a little during these times with vibe. At least a little. That's more than a little. She's standing on a keg. Yeah, she's standing on a keg. That's living more than a little during these times. Oh. So, I don't know. The whole thing makes me quite uncomfortable. Now, normally, I'm not for the app takedown sledgehammer. Mm. But maybe this time I am because I just... You know when when we when we were talking about the holidays and some people that were trying to see a single family member or something like this and I was somewhat sympathetic I not sympathetic in this circumstance here no all right you miss beer pong come on yeah it's a little much but anyway it appears that the app is down I don't think you're ever going to stop people from doing what they want to do that's the people thing that's what you do. Mm -hmm. That's what people do. And even if it, that means that they're doing some sort of a limbo during COVID on a parquet floor, like this particular image, then uh, some people are going to do it. It's just, yeah. I guess you try to cut back on promotions actually encouraging it, mm -hmm. which is kind of what this was doing here. Vibe together. Apple has hit a record after... The December surge sent it past Amazon. People like Apple. Well, they like Apple and they like Apple stock. And they certainly like the idea of a potential Apple car. And this, this means actually that Apple has cemented its lead over Amazon as 2020's best performer among the largest technology stocks. It has advanced 13% in December amid signs of a strong demand for its iPhone 12 and the optimism about its self-driving car efforts. I mean, there's been endorsements from guys like Jim Cramer on the, on the investment shows. And well, people are at home and stock trading is just, it's a hot, it's hot right now. Mm -hmm. It's entertaining. It's Easy uh, to do. something to do Very and accessible. make a few bucks. And it just seems like everybody's doing it right now. And if everybody's doing it, they got to pick which where they're going to do it. Hmm. 
And Apple is one of those places you're going to do it. Tesla's one of those places. Amazon's one of those places. Now, Amazon benefited greatly in the early part of the pandemic because people were sitting there saying, wow, tremendous upside. Uh, people are at home. They're chilling. They can't go anywhere. But into the future, there's some thought that at least some level of traditional retail could rebound. Mm -hmm. And people are going to really feel the need to do different things in the future once things open back up and maybe actually order less from Amazon mm -hmm. as they reintegrate with the real world. Apple, on the other hand, with this proposition of a car, my God, the scale of that. Mm -hmm. Tesla, for example, I don't know if they announced or if it's just speculation that they're going to ship half a million vehicles. Tesla, half a million vehicles. You know what a price tag on a vehicle? I mean, cheapest is like, what, 32 grand on the Model 3? Last time we checked. Vehicles cost money, Will. <laughs> yes, quite a lot. They cost more than phones. More than phones, yeah. They cost more than phones. And I know it's hard to make cars, so I'm not counting the money yet. And I'm yeah. not saying that Apple's going to figure it out on the first round. But Apple is enormous, tremendously successful, and they're all about the ecosystem, Will. And when you think about the ecosystem as Apple sees it, the car enhances things to a level that's unprecedented. You sit in that car, you are inside of an actual, you will be riding inside of Apple's ecosystem with the Apple Music yep. and the Apple Podcasts and the health tracking apps on your wrist with the watch and the notifications pumping through, Apple Maps. All the things start happening. That's a new level. It's a new level of integration Yeah, that we haven't seen before that a company reaches in that way. Now, I feel the need to say, because we probably have our listeners from uh, uh, Korea, let's say, and they're sitting there saying, over here, I, we got a Hyundai's doing that, which who just bought Boston Dynamics, we referenced earlier. They can, they'll sell you a, uh, a vehicle, but they'll also sell you an appliance or something, at least domestically, if I'm not mistaken. Mitsubishi has done stuff like this. So it hasn't, it's not unprecedented for a consumer electronics company to also be interested in larger electronics products or even vehicles. What's different here is the software standpoint and iOS itself. The idea of you existing with an Apple ID and everything being attached to it and that level of integration along with all the hardware is something new. Mm -hmm. So, Anyway, people like the Apple stock, and I don't think that's going to change. And they're actually uh, going to one-up Amazon, at least for this period of time, as far as being uh, the best performer among tech large technology stocks in 2020. Speaking of sitting at home and having a good time, you know what's been sitting at home having a good time? Bitcoin has been sitting at home having a good time. And much in the same way that the stock market has had this tremendous interest level, Bitcoin is surging almost $30,000 now, uh, $28,284 at the time of filming this. These gains are just, I mean, we're talking about 295% year to date. Uh, this is the high watermark right here. 
it seemed like every time it hit a new peak, that was going to be the peak. And, oh, nope, that's not the case. Now, there are many things that are contributing to this. It's, again, we're talking about such a huge global situation that it's hard to pinpoint any one thing that has led to this. Obviously, interest and hype and uh, concerns about your your uh, fiat cur currencies, given the fact that there's all kinds of stimulus packages being talked about. And also just kind of the fun factor of it. I'm sure that plays into it, the feeling that you're a part of something. In fact, they think, Will, that maybe part of the re most recent surge is investors getting in prior to the end of 2020 so they can say they bought Bitcoin in 2020, even mm. though they don't have to say which price they bought it at. Because mm. obviously in the beginning of 2020, you would have made a lot of money already. Mm -hmm. So you get to brag about that leading in the future. Also, there's been some big fund managers that have been buying into BTC. And when the market sees that, they say, oh, it's actually for real now. These uh, big funds include Anthony Scaramucci Skybridge Capital, 25 million in Bitcoin in December, Mass Mutual, 100 million in December, and Guggenheim, which is now up to 10% of its $5 billion macro fund. Mm. So big players making plays in Bitcoin solidifies the idea for others that were more skeptical or worried about the long term for Bitcoin. Speaking of Bitcoin, how about getting paid in Bitcoin. We have our very first NFL player that wants to be a part of the revolution, that wants to be oh. a part of the hype, that wants to be part of the future of money, as Bitcoin people would tell you, cryptocurrency. The Carolina Panthers' Russell Okung becomes the first NFL player to be paid in Bitcoin. And this is... Exclusively Bitcoin? 50-50. Oh, okay. And they actually... It's complicated. They had to go to the players' union and see if it was even possible. Mm or if it fit within the guidelines of whatever the player agreement is. But also, it's not actually Bitcoin coming directly from the organization to the player. There's a company called Zap, and it's a startup. They have a product called Strike. And the way Strike works is it integrates with your bank account on your end, and it integrates with whoever it is who's paying your salary. And what Strike will do is immediately uh, create that conversion coming from the payment before going out to you. And instead of processing it through the Bitcoin network, they essentially front you the money so they can do it faster without the processing required through the network. Hmm. So they're an intermediary. They're... Uh, well, I don't know. They're kind of like a bank, sort of. They're a payment processor, but... And so this particular individual is not alone. There's There's been some more secretive athletes doing the same program, including unnamed members of the Brooklyn Nets basketball team. You can probably guess who might be interested from the Brooklyn Nets. Names like Kyrie Irving, mm. big internet guy. It's possible. Kevin Durant's on the team as well. 
players from the New York Yankees have begun onboarding to the program. And so people are interested. In the case of Akung, he'll be splitting he'll be splitting his $13 million yearly salary 50-50 between Bitcoin and fiat. Huh. That's a big chunk of Bitcoin. Yeah. He's uh I mean that's that's pretty smart. He distributed it. Um did he do this like himself or do you think it's his like advisors Age. or man no he's a real bitcoin guy and has been for, guy. for a while yep and okay. uh, prior he first spoke about wanting to do this in 2019 but uh, as mentioned it was a complex process to get it cleared with nfl and right. everybody involved uh and was into bitcoin even prior to that talking about uh independence and not being tied to any one particular currency actually an enthusiast huh. uh let me just break it down for you one more time so strike says it's processing into the seven figures monthly for volume and they're not charging any money for that right now but eventually the idea is they would take a small piece right and that's a tremendous upside if you onboard enough people to the process and it seems like they're attracting high-profile individuals who don't want to have to manage those funds or to go straight to Bitcoin themselves from their paycheck. Yeah, It kind of makes the process easier. It transfers the Bitcoin into cold storage on behalf of the individual. Hmm. They don't even have to think about it, touch it. They can know that it's secure. It's a really interesting service, and they expect it to grow amongst athletes and high-profile individuals. We'll see how that goes, but that's stories like that also act to enhance the interest right, in yeah. Bitcoin because there's an actual practical example and a relatable kind of, well, look at the headline. You have your you have your favorite NFL player. He's, a, he's, a, he's going into Bitcoin. You have yeah. your favorite basketball player. He's going into Bitcoin. Regular people start to say, well, they're doing it. I'm doing it. That's how it goes. Like, I mean, for for when you think of the idea of currency, if you give it value, if enough of us give yeah. something value, it has that value. Yeah. And so it does matter who's in it, and that they that the that they're committed to it, and the level of commitment matters too. Like whether it's Pokemon cards or Bitcoin. Mm -hmm. Yeah, he seems all in. And the more people you have out there that are fully invested and properly invested, well, now you have value. And of course, we're talking about digital currencies. There are many digital currency advantages. We're talking about China trying to launch its own digital currency. So, so mm -hmm. many factors. So many factors. Nintendo 64 gets rebuilt as a tiny handheld console. Imagine this, Will, that there's an actual contest happening in the world right now for the most miniature Nintendo 64 console. And it's I, been going on since 2005. I believe it. And modders, they're, they have different rules, whether it's working with the original components or being allowed to create new circuit boards. And it's just, you're just, wow. Mm -hmm. It's a whole thing and it is sophisticated and it is comprehensive. Yeah. And the record has recently been broken by uh, this YouTube user, actually. Of course, who else would do it? a YouTube user and this guy's name is G-Man Mods on YouTube 
and he has condensed it down to an, into about a six minute video, creating a pretty nice little package, Nintendo 64, which is about the size of a cartridge. Uh-huh. And he has used the original components and he has done some trimming, motherboard trimming and rearranging in order to fit it in a substantially smaller form factor. He has done things like change out the thumbsticks to Joy-Con thumbsticks because, you know, just to shave a little bit of extra space. It is just a tremendous amount of attention and detail to go out and build one of these. And this is your new, that's your new world record holder. And it's a nice package. It's not like this, you know, rusty old thing where the wires are out and like the circuit boards out. No, no, it's no, actually no. like No, no, no. Oh, no, it's, no. Uh, no. And actually Nintendo 64 looks good looks on a screen attractive. that small. What 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 is the what is that snowboarding game he was just playing in Nintendo 64? Was that called 1080 cool? snowboarding? What? This game? Yeah. 1080 snowboarding. Oh yeah. my god, what a throwback. Oh dude. yeah. Yeah, even this uh, image up here. A lot of fond memories about all of these games, really. Cruising USA, 1080 snowboarding. Yeah. Wow, and he's playing it on the handheld. Yeah, so he goes over tremendous detail, how he fit the battery in there, uh, how it's completely unmodded. There's no ROM stuff going on. It's running off of legit cartridges and is running smoothly and nicely. And it's, a complete, it's completely handheld. So shout out, G-Man Mods. Speaking of DIY, one thing you might want to DIY is your very own MagSafe Duo charger. Hmm. Now, Apple, they put out the little folding Duo charger in order to do the watch and the phone, and it was meant to be portable. It's 130 bucks, and it doesn't really prop up your device at all, and it's kind of a little bit flimsy. Like, it doesn't... It'll work on your bedside table, but it really feels more like a portable device for mm -hmm. travel than it does for a permanent fixture because it's a soft texture. It's just, I don't know why they made that particular decision for their dual charger. There's some really nice designs that exist out there. But anyway, they went with this and they charged 129 for it. And so obviously some people are not satisfied with that. Now, Belkin, they put out a sort of a, a stand unit which is more in line with what you might expect to set at your bedside table. And it was going to be capable of interacting with MagSafe. It's none of these. You may have to go to their website because it's showing a bunch of old ones. And I don't actually know as well if their charge stand is out yet, but it will probably also be expensive. Maybe not 129 but definitely close. And it has a magnetic portion. There it is. It's the... Boost Charge Pro 3-in-1 MagSafe. So the name's not helping very much there, but... Anyway, it's 150 All right, so it's still expensive. In fact, it's more than Apple's charger, but it does look nice, and this will charge three devices. So this will charge your AirPods or AirPods Pro. It will charge your phone via MagSafe, iPhone 12, obviously, as you can see in this photo and your watch on one pedestal style charger. So anyway, that's an option too, but again, you're spending a lot of money. Now, you may already have a charger for your phone and just want to 
have the bedside table experience, multi-device experience. And that's where this comes in with the DIY. This is just a 3D printer file that provides you with a spot to slip the wireless charge disc, the MagSafe disc from a for the iPhone 12. Now that thing, I don't know, is like 39 bucks or something, way cheaper. And your Apple Watch already comes with a charger. So the Apple Watch brick or, or puck fits on the other side over there. That's and pretty nice. That's pretty well done. Yeah, and it's very sleek. You really haven't invested very much other than your time because you're gonna have to run the file on your 3D printer and probably sand it down depending yeah. on what you're using. But you're way less money there. You the yeah the MagSafe charger is thirty nine, the dual charger is going to cost this little three D printed situation is definitely going to be a lot less than another hundred bucks. It's not going to cost you that for the raw material. Like I said, it's just going to be your time, and you may end up with something that you like better than what Apple's currently offering, mm -hmm. which is the the uh, the more portable option. This is obviously expected to be more permanent, but the printer or the file is available to you if you have a three D printer. But I'm sure. If you don't have a 3D printer, you'll probably see designs like this popping up on Etsy relatively soon. Right. And you can probably pick one up for less than $129 or $150 if you do that as well. This is a, an interesting story. A Canadian man discovered a prototype SpaceX Starlink ground station in a remote city in Nova Scotia. And so when we first started talking about uh, Starlink, and we've talked about it a number of times. This, the, the idea being these satellites that have been sent up, I guess there's like a thousand, they're going to send up more for internet to service these, well, underserviced areas, rural areas. Canada has actually been turned out to be one of the big markets for this because, well, some people live remotely. It's a big country. Yes. And so actually the service for the time being is targeting the northern part of the United States and Canada. Hmm including this remote location in Nova Scotia. But my understanding was it was going to be this satellite that you would set up yourself. Or not satellite, this receiver to... to yeah. yeah, I guess a satellite receiver from their satellites. to, And then that would link up to your home directly. And they were, they were selling kits in order to do that as part of their early program. But this is a bit different. This setup here is called a ground station. Actually, they have a different name for it, Earth... Calling it Earth Station. It had a cool name. Earth Station, yeah. They're calling it an Earth Station. And what this is, is more like a traditional internet provider. This would be a hub where you would have these receiver units that look like bulbs, giant bulbs. And then that internet would be fed into the fiber network and then distributed amongst that little town so that each individual wouldn't necessarily need to have their own satellite receiver. But instead, this could be like a distribution point for that signal. Hmm. Anyway, this guy caught some photos of it. He started to check it out. It was pretty cool. He uh, he looked at all the stickers here. Here's, here's what was uh, read on the underside of this particular unit. Property of SpaceX prototype, not for sale or lease. This unit is intended for demonstrations use only. Prototype unit may not comply with the European Union directives. It is for technical evaluation only. This device has not been authorized as required by the rules of the Federal Communications Commission. Basically, don't do anything with it. No sale, no lease. Ownership must remain with SpaceX. So fairly secretive. Yeah, no touchy. No touchy is in is the translation for the general public. And, uh, well, this guy obviously found it. 
that's a pretty cool little find and it exposes another way in which SpaceX and well Starlink specifically can can help reach communities. So this is just a test right now. Um, By the looks of it, yeah. Is it feeding internet to the local community? So it's a company called Eastlink, which does business in Nova Scotia. And apparently they made sense to go with because <clears throat> they didn't have... Eastlink has direct access to the only viable dark fiber wavelength service coming into the province of Nova Scotia. Zayo, Rogers, and the government of Newfoundland all have access to strands, but since Eastlink has sites in Nova Scotia, it made sense to go with them. Hmm. So they're a pre-existing company delivering internet, and it, it will it will happen through some type of partnership, presumably. I see. Yeah. It's cool. Yeah. Let me ask you something, Will. When you... Do you, does your, is your phone allowed in your bedroom? Yes or no? Tell the truth. Yeah. Don't look away from me, Will. By my bedside. It's by it your is, bedside. Yeah. I think for most people, it goes by their bedside. Well, there's uh, some research, some various opinions, because obviously there's opinions exist that uh, your phone shouldn't live there, that you should actually not let it in the bedroom. Have you heard of any of yeah, these ideas? Yeah, I, I feel guilty. All Why? the time, every day. Why do you feel guilty? Well, uh, you know. Uh, Go ahead. I feel like there's just radiation oh. circling around. Oh, you're more on that when side. It's charging. You're more on that side, yeah. having it near it your could head. Be damaging. This particular article is more on the side of the habit forming portion. Oh. That by having it so close to you, it's disrupting your. By having it so close to you and by by it being the last thing you see before bed and the first thing that you see in the morning, right. that you are kind of hijacking your ability to adjust to sleep and then to the next day as well, that you're kind of uh, susceptible in those moments. If you boot up your phone, you look at something negative or whatever, that you're just, you're kind of not allowing yourself to wind down and you're not allowing right. yourself to wind up. At a yes. regular pace. And also, you might be wasting time. So, for example, with this particular individual... By the way, this is an article. I stopped sleeping with my phone in my bedroom, and it's a game changer. Uh. This is from Sydney Ellis on MSN.com. She comes to the conclusion that she was just wasting a bunch of time. Because in the morning, she'd look at her phone, and then, like, 20 minutes would pass. And it'd be like... And then everything would be a rush after that. Yes. As opposed to having left the phone out of the bedroom, which she does and actually sticks to after having tried it, in which she does the activities that are more important sooner, feels better, and then reaches for the phone when it's actually, um, when it's actually more, con more convenient or more uh, productive to do yes. so. The other thing that she says is it was like, at first there was an anxiety around the phone not being there, but mm -hmm. then eventually that turned into calm because it wasn't even an option. Mm -hmm. It was charging in the living room. So anyway, I thought it was interesting. Uh, I haven't done it. My phone sits there on a the bedside table. I think most people's do. It acts as your alarm clock if you use one for many people. And it's hard to not look at it before going to bed or immediately after waking up. I understand that's difficult to do. You feel like, oh, time to catch up. Let's see what happened type mm -hmm. of thing. Yeah. And There's a case of FOMO there. Yeah. I've been gone. 
Yeah. I, I haven't been logged in for the last uh, however long you slept. Mm-hmm. And it's it's crazy how quickly we reach for these things. So I'm curious about the audience, what they think about it and, and where people are charging their phones. But if you look at all these different devices we just talked about for wireless charging, they all seem designed for the bedside table. I think pretty much people oh, yeah. have all have all done that without much thinking. They just, yeah, it makes sense. It's the easiest place to put it. But I don't know. Maybe on some, maybe someday I'll charge the thing outside the room and see what it does for me. For me, it, it's not a time waster because in the morning, especially now with this dog, I'm not sleeping. She's waking up and she's got to go outside. And I'm not, my phone, I don't even, I can't even have a chance. I'm like, Ugh. I yeah. kind of like just waltz out of there and I don't even have a chance. So and, you, you interact with the dog first in the morning? Right now, yes. Yeah. Right now, yes, given the time that the dog is waking up. And then as far as, same thing as far as late at night, when I hit the bed, these guy, guys like him have me up so late yeah. that I got to go to bed as soon as I get there. So even there, I don't really need it in the room, I would say. I don't think for people who have more, a little more spare time, mm. they may be able to have that process where it is the last thing they see before bed and the first thing when they wake up. Yeah. But I will say there's a franticness to the scrolling of the modern apps and things. And then there's the light component of like blitzing your eyeballs at, mm-hmm. uh, late and early, which is a little strange because there's nothing gradual about it. Like say the sun coming up or going down, it happens gradually. Yeah. And instead here, it's like full blast, whatever it is. And they've tried with the night modes and all of it to make it a little more, uh, a little less painful, but you got to wonder long-term effects, these behaviors. I also find just using the phone in bed ergonomically to not, I don't really like it that much with the pillow and I don't know. So maybe I don't have such an issue, but certainly some people probably do and and maybe for people who have trouble with sleep in general they might want to consider but oh i will say this i do use a white noise machine and if i didn't have that i would probably use my phone to be the white noise machine so yeah and that i swear by that i love that thing man that white noise machine you don't get me started on that i love that thing i don't know i couldn't survive without it you know no it's good it's good what's that it's good oh you have one (laughs) yeah Oh, okay. Well, I don't use a white noise machine. I use uh, one of those air cleaners, and <laughs> it's just as loud. Oh, yeah. So, it operates and it's in the doing same, something. It so, operates in the same fashion. People yeah. like to have a fan going. People yeah. like to have whatever, something, a constant sound, a constant comfort. Mm-hmm. You're not going to be woken up at the like tiniest drop. It depends how deeply you sleep. Speaking of trying to wake up, why don't we just hit you with some extra charged coffee? Okay. That's the new product from Dunkin'. And this particular coffee is going to be utilizing green coffee. Did you know that? You can use that to amp up your caffeine content. Green coffee extract. I guess it's young coffee would be my guess. Or is it non-roasted? I don't know. Let's look into that. Okay. What is green coffee extract? I'm going to look into this right now. Okay. But obviously coffee beans are green before you roast them. Mm -hmm. But this 
somehow enhances the caffeine content. Now, some had suggested green coffee extract is an extract of unroasted green coffee beans. Okay. So I was right. But do they have more uh, caffeine, you think? Is that why they use it? Uh, well, I think maybe the coffee content just going up in general as well. Yeah. It is used in the Swiss water process for decaffeinating co coffee. It has also been used as a weight loss supplement and an ingredient in other weight loss products. Interesting. This is a whole, we're going down a whole different, we're yeah. going down a whole rabbit hole here. But anyway, the suggestion was, oh, why didn't you just put like a shot of espresso in there or something? Yeah. But apparently Duncan didn't want to change the flavor at all. And this green coffee extract amps up the caffeine without changing the flavor of their original blend. Huh. And so I think this is such a, this is a very 2020 product. Everybody feels they need an extra jolt. Everybody is having trouble waking up yeah. and it's like, huh, let me check out that extra charge. Yeah. Just 20% more is perfect. Yeah. I need 20% more. Yeah. It sounds great. Like I don't need a hundred percent more. I just need 20% more. Yeah. I can handle that. Well, anyway, that's the way they're pitching it. Uh, it's not just the extra charge coffee drink they put out, though, which, by the way, is only going to be two bucks for a limited time through January 26th. But they also put out some higher end coffees from their Explorer batch, including a medium roast featuring dark berry notes and a smoky finish and Duncan Midnight, a dark roast with inherent sweetness and bold chocolatey flavor notes. The Explorer batch is going to be Duncan's first new limited batch series. And Duncan Midnight will replace the chain's current dark roast offering. So, yeah, coffee. People love it. That's the lineup for 2021. Actually, I have a coffee-related video that I'm going to shoot on Unbox Therapy today. So that kind of blends right into that. Mm -hmm. And I'm very excited. But unfortunately, I don't think the coffee I'll be drinking today will be extra charged. 